Good morning. It is Monday, April 10th. It is six minutes after 11. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So what do you think about the indictment against Donald Trump? Well, Americans are growing even more divided over whether the charges against him are anything serious. This is according to a new ABC poll. The poll was released on Sunday, and it shows when you compare the poll to last week, the percentage of people who believe the charges against Trump are very serious jumped up by six points. Nearly half of Americans, 47 percent, believe that the charges against him are politically motivated. That's kind of a no kidding. Well, really? Yeah. And the people who don't believe that they're politically motivated, wouldn't you love to try to have, and this would be a huge risk, but try to have a rational conversation with those people and ask them and say, well, what, what do you think is going on here? Like, why, why do you think the, uh, why do you think he was charged? What, what crime do you believe that he committed? Tell me, Ben Matlock, Mm -hmm. you know, what do you think, uh, what do you think transpired here? I think you'd get a lot of uninformed man on the street answers like hush money, but that's not illegal. Right. But hush money. But for what? I don't know. Some porn porn actress? Well, what does it mean? I don't know. But Trump bad. I mean, that's what you would get. (laughs) Um, Look, there's nothing nothing you're going to do to change certain people's minds, right? Because they're not even in – they're not even in it to be – for truth, justice in the American way, for a lack of a better term. They're completely 100% in it because they want the guy to fail. They want the guy to suffer. They want the guy to go to jail. They, they, you know, they, they want to get the guy. It doesn't matter whether it's actual justice. It doesn't matter whether he actually committed a crime. It doesn't matter if he did something that for previous people it's been ignored because, well, it's the, you know, the burden of proof is it would just it's not you know what is the old saying the juice is not worth the squeeze right mm-hmm. i mean even if you we got him well for the average person you got you got what if right. it's, if this was not donald trump we would not be doing this mm-hmm. but people don't care anymore they just want to be vindicated in their deeply held belief system and there's just a large group of people who deeply hate donald trump who will throw anything out the window in terms of fairness or honesty or, you know, an upstanding nature of our court or legal system. And what they don't realize is eventually those people will come for them. I often wonder when it's a poll conducted by ABC News in this case, what the vetting questions are, because when you do a survey, there's normally one or two questions that you're asked before the survey questions are asked right. because they want to know if you're in the key demographic they're sure. wondering about. They want to know which side you lean politically and do they weigh. You ever done a poll? More? You ever been asked to do a poll? I'm a member of the Gallup poll. So, you're, yes. You're what? Uh, Gallup, yeah. What, is that, what does that mean? You're a member? Uh, it's part of the Gallup poll. You're. It's a group of people that are consistently asked a, for a uh, length of time. Is that a paid gig? No. No, it's it's <laughs> giving giving your opinion away for free. Is it is it just politics or do they ask you about a host of different things? They'll do a host of things whatever they're surveying on whether it's so they social ca- issues, politics, they whatever. They call you? Mhm. It's well now it's a lot of it's done online. 
but yeah. No kidding. Yeah. Um, but there's always a vetting process. Even anybody who does any sort of research would know that, you know, okay, we want to find out what men think of this. But yeah. they have to be married men between this age and they have to be over six feet tall. Right. You know, I mean, so I often wonder what the vetting process is with someone like ABC News when they do this. But they said about 52% of Americans asked said that the charges against Trump were serious or very serious. And then they asked if he intentionally did something illegal and an even greater number in this poll, 57% said yes. But they also found out that Joe Biden is very unpopular. Oh, no kidding. You don't say. Which is 34% of Americans viewing him favorably and 48%, nearly half, viewing him unfavorably. All right. Um, full disclosure, I did not start working on our template until very late last night. Mm-hmm. I was uh, watching the, the golf tournament and uh, was not going to be. <laughs> did you stay all the way until Rom got his green jacket? No, we went over to some, so we went to church. Mm-hmm. It was very, very nice the way it all worked because basically the first round or the, I'm sorry, the, first, the third round, the morning round of Sunday got done right about the time church was getting ready to begin. And then they didn't start the afternoon round for the leaders until about 2.30. So it worked out perfect. Get to church, Mm -hmm. great message over at Life Church, get home almost perfectly in time. Went to some friends in the evening and so I had it on my phone because masters.com is the greatest website in the history of ever. And I watched until, I think I watched until 15 and then that was it and it was clear that I'm just burning battery at this point on my phone because Rom's gonna win. Uh, but my point is I was very late on doing the, the template and you stepped up and added some stuff and you found this really interesting back and forth Ron DeSantis had yeah, he on was the sort of, swamp. Right. He was at this forum and he was speaking and I, I couldn't find where this took place. Now, I know that he is expected to make his first public appearance in South Carolina later this month, making another move that signals he's moving closer and closer to announcing that he's running for president. Mm-hmm. But this back and forth that he had, he's talking about draining the swamp. And I thought this was on the heels of Donald Trump saying that we need to defund the FBI and the DOJ. Yeah, there's two really good pieces of audio here. So let's get into the first one when he gives a history on the swamp. Well, look, I mean, I think that, so I was I was a U.S. congressman for three terms. I've recovered from that experience. Don't worry. <laughs> but what happens is, is you have a government that's on autopilot. So they will either do massive omnibus spending bills which nobody really reads or has any idea what's in it, or they will do what's called continuing resolutions, which just keeps the government going, uh, whatever the previous year's levels of appropriations were. The problem with that is that that they're never using that number one constitutional power they have, the power of the purse, to rein in these administrative agencies. And so you have something like DOJ and FBI, well, if you never hold them accountable through the legislative process, either through through law or through through budget, of course power is going to accumulate there. You've also had kind of a trope that a lot of Republican presidents have accepted over the years that DOJ and FBI are, quote, independent uh, of the White House. And first of all, these people have guns. They can put you in jail. Saying they're independent means they're unaccountable. No, they are executive branch agencies that report to the elected president of the United States. 
Man, I hate his voice. He sounded like he had a cold there. Yeah. He was a little nasally. Yeah, let me just hate the strong word. I don't like his voice, and I just that is the one thing about him that it's like, uh, just I don't know. But he makes some good points, and the big point that he made that we have pressed on this show is we're going to find out how serious these Republicans are in the House about doing all the things that Kevin McCarthy, Jim Banks' best friend, who he voted for 15 times, promised to do. Because the debt ceiling and the and the budgetary items, look, they can say all the, you know, Kevin McCarthy put this big thing out I saw the other day, and Laura Loomer took him to the, just beat him into dust, saying, you know, oh, we did this, and we did that, and we, blah, blah. and she goes, you didn't do anything, because nothing's gotten through. Right. There's, none of this stuff has passed the Senate. You're doing meaningless stuff mm-hmm. that you know isn't going to pass. I want to see what you're going to do when it comes to race the debt ceiling because that's where you got all the power. I want to see what you're going to do on all the stuff when it comes to this next budget. Now, thanks to Todd Young and Mitch McConnell, who stabbed uh, conservatives in the back, we have to wait a whole year because they basically approved a year's worth of, of Joe Biden's spending requests late last year. But we're, that is when you'll find out how serious these people actually are because they have the ability to do whatever they want or hold up whatever they want and get whatever they want if indeed this debt ceiling thing is so important. I got a sneaking suspicion, Casey. They ain't going to do nothing. Yeah, well, I mean, the House holds the purse strings. It's the one area that we've got control of. And at this point, they're still not doing anything. We've got all these investigations and the House oversight committees, but they're not doing anything. So, again, and Ron DeSantis goes on. Okay, so there he was. He explains what the swamp is, in his opinion. And then he goes on to say what he would do to drain it. It's just human nature. They are going to abuse their power. I mean, the founders would have predicted that in a New York minute. So I think that a lot of this is an abdication of Congress. If you're scared of a, quote, government shutdown above all else because you're worried about some bad news cycles, just understand you're putting that, I would say, very small political impulse ahead of doing your duty to its, to ensure that our apparatus is constitutionally accountable. I'd rather have the fight uh, to try to discipline the agencies and let the chips fall where they may than just allow the status quo to continue in the direction that it has gone in. So he wants to fight. That's what he's saying. So his travel schedule includes stops in Michigan, New York, and Pennsylvania. And it's all to quote, promote his policies in Florida, his sure. blueprint right, for absolutely. America. Oh, no doubt. Yeah, That's all what it's all about. He's just going to go to Michigan to, you know, <laughs> share his ideas, sure. right? Mm-hmm. Um, all right, let's take a break. When we come back, really good uh, piece of audio from Joe Rogan ripping the media apart on their bias. I think this is excellent. And your trending stories. All right. It's on the way. It's Kendall and Casey from 93 WIBC. John is in the basement mixing up the medicine. I'm on a pavement thinking about the government. Nice. The man 20 minutes after 11, it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. And this is some trending audio this morning. This happened at the Adidas Wrestling Nationals in Independence, Missouri. There was a large group of children there. And they started chanting, Let's go, Brandon. that you may be too uh, young for this, Rob, oh, but in uh, in the you. late 70s, there was a, a famous clip of kids at the bus stop uh-huh. yelling down with Carter. Wow. And it's, it's very reminiscent of that. What was life like in the 70s? <laughs> well, 
What did you people do back we then? We waited in line for gas, and we wore bell bottoms. So now this is uh, what we would call real wrestling, right? This was not WWE. This right. is like tr- like college mm-hmm. wrestling with points and takedowns and two point takedown. Uh-huh. Yeah, so it's just a, an example of your kids do listen when parents speak because how would these kids know what let's go brandon right. means unless they, may not. they unless they heard it. Hey, you know what the old song says teach your children well. Mhm. Also trending this morning, speaking of another big crowd at another sporting event, Uh-oh. this was at the uh, UFC fight in Miami that Donald Trump went to. We played some audio from that to start the show, but this was when he entered and walked down to his front row seat and waved to the crowd and a USA chant broke out. There he is waving to everybody. So he definitely gets crowds worked up wherever he goes yeah, and gets everybody in that patriotic spirit. You know, when I was a kid, look, Trump is a big guy. Did you know I interviewed the president one time? It was a great dream. He's tall is what you mean, big guy. He he told me I was a great dream. He Mm -hmm. wished every interview could be just like that. Yeah. I get what's going on in the country. His his words, not... I mean, I didn't use right, those words. Those right, right, his words. He he used. Uh, he's very, you're right. He He's not only a very tall person, he's a big dude. Like you're, it's like a giant person. And when he walks into a room, because he is, it's not just that he's famous. It's he's a big persona person. I remember this as a kid. I went to some high school basketball game, and I'm sure my dad is listening right now, and he'll tell me exactly where this was. We used to go to Indiana High School basketball games all the time. That was when it was a single-class basketball, and it was the place to be on a Friday night, and you used to go see, even if it wasn't a kid in your community, you would go see great high school basketball players. And I remember being somewhere, and Bob Knight walked into the gym. He was recruiting this kid, whoever it was. And he walks into the gym, and I just remember everybody stops watching the game like there's this action-packed game Mm -hmm. and everybody is just looking at bob knight he's not doing anything he's you know just standing there and everybody was more into watching bob stand there having a conversation and i remember as when i was a little older we went to when they used to play that tournament at conseco Fieldhouse, when i used to play there and that was towards the end of bob knight's career but people were more into watching Bob Knight walk out mm-hmm. onto the court, mm-hmm. and he got more applause than the players did. And so certain people, even if you're in these big arenas, yep. their persona, their force, their essence of who they are, it just takes up all the oxygen in wherever they're at. And I think Trump is kind of that way. Yeah, if you were at that fight, you know he's in the front row, so your eyesight is going to the ring, but wouldn't you be watching Trump the entire time? What's he gonna do? Oh, What's sure. he gonna say? Like just his body language and just the you know cues that you would pick up. All right, real quick, I wanted to play this. Uh, it's this piece of audio from Joe Rogan, and again, I hope Kevin had his hand on the bleep button. It is a really, really good piece of audio about the bias in the media. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's take a listen. It used to be that the media was the primary place that people would go to find out what's going on in the world. But now the media conveniently leaves out anything that it doesn't want to be at the front and center in, in terms of like 
things that people concentrate on and talk about. You know, all it is is like January 6th. January 6th. Did you see what they did? January 6th. Trump is coming back, but January 6th looms large. How about the fact that the guy who's the president right now can't form a sentence. He makes up words and stumbles through things. And no one says a goddamn thing about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it used to be news would give you facts and you would form your opinion. Now, the news gives you their opinion and you have to determine what are the facts. Yeah. I just thought that was a really, I mean, just he's spot on and he uses some some not so nice word there which Kevin thankfully peppered uh, in with some flowery bleep, language bleep and by the way yes my dad is listening it was Damon Bailey against Pat Knight Bob Knight's son <laughs> in Market Square Arena so there was I knew I was not making that up mm-hmm. you ever like when you're when you're a kid are there just snapshots of things in your mind mm-hmm. and there's no rhyme or reason for why that is a thing in your memory as a as a kid and you're, like, you're why, pretty sure you were there why would that be the thing and i think maybe because he told me so many times maybe i don't actually remember it i was just told so many times that i believe that i remember i just or you've seen a picture of you there but you don't remember could, being there be, but, but you remember the picture but of there you are there. very specific sure. things and it's like there's a very clear like i see it as clear as day and again, you're a little more seasoned than me, so I don't know how it works when you get more seasoned. But for me, yo, you get better. Yeah, it gets better. Yeah, <laughs> it gets yeah. more clear. Yes, All you right. get better. Uh, Casey, we got to take a break. Okay. When we come back. Yeah. When we come back. Oh boy. Oh my goodness. We, uh, Hello, Seymour. Um, our old friend, the esteemed rep from Seymour, mm-hmm. is still trying to excuse away giving him and his colleagues 1.5 million of our money in raises. Mm-hmm. He wrote a Dickens novel about that on Easter. He's still trying to. Excuse Excuse the fact that the Republicans are doing nothing uh, to help you with the property taxes. And we love Jim Lucas because he is the only one with so little self-control down there that he will say all the things out loud. And then listener Drake, one of the great listeners of this radio show, posted a video to me on social media as a plea for help with the property taxes. So since those guys down the street won't help you, as Jim Lucas made very clear yesterday... I'm going to try to help. All right. It's on the way from 93 WIBC. When she was an American girl. Yep. Raised up in promises. 11.32 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So Senate Bill 46. This was passed in the House <laughs> just on, on April 4th. What was that? Was that... That was last last week, week, last Tuesday. Okay, so it passed in the House 96 to 1. And we had Cherish Pryor on the show, and we were talking about this. And this is what she alluded to, that uh, there could be some property tax relief for some people if they've lived in their home for at least a decade. They could be eligible for a break on property tax. Stop, stop. It's just stop, because I've got to just do this. Casey, I don't want you to be held accountable for anything that's about to come out of my mouth because I've <laughs> Thank got to, you. I've got to do this on I've got to just I've got to do this and clean? I don't I, I don't we have want to do it clean. I don't want to indict you for anything that I'm about to say. Okay. Because I use some words during the break that I need to be careful not to use. Yeah, and don't the, don't use those. And the words longer on the you air. keep reading what is in the content of this, the more angry I get. So so we have talked about for a year now about how people were going to get hit with massive property tax hikes. The Republicans who control everything knew about it and said, No, how does Kendall know? He doesn't have any idea. There's all sorts of credits and everything else, and he doesn't know nothing. You know how I know? 
know, Casey? Because when I was a lawmaker, I wrote the largest municipal property tax cut in state history. Nobody knows property taxes better than me. And it's simple math. These people are morons. It's simple math. If your assessed value goes up, your taxes are going to go up. But as they admitted on social media and various other forms, they knew because we were first, they being the Republicans, knew because we were first in telling people about this, that if they did something, it was going to be seen that they were reactionary and subservient to the radio guy who they all hate. They admitted it publicly. Don't take my word for it. So they did nothing. And the property tax bill showed up. And what happened, Casey? They went up. They went way up. So what these people do, instead of raising their hand and going, you know what? Rob and Casey were right. We didn't do our job. We screwed up. Let's fix it. They're still, their words, not mine, wed to doing as little as possible because they know we're going to come on this show and go, they did it because we, you, the audience, knew because we told you. So you're getting next to nothing. Now, the one thing they did do is the Senate Bill 46, which you want to talk about doing the bare minimum possible, Casey. They are... These people are so pathetic that represent us. I can't tell you the level of pathetic of these Republicans down the street from us. And I hope one of them comes up and says something to me tonight at the Hamilton County Spring Dinner. You know the rule, Casey. Mm -hmm. I leave everyone alone. But if you want to engage, buddy, let's engage. So any of these people, Jerry Tor, Jeter, any of them, want to come and have a conversation, I can't wait. Get your cameras out. They created what they're calling relief zones. Mm Mm-hmm. But they're not doing it. The state's not passing a law saying these people are going to get relief. No, it's up to the... They're leaving it up to the local elected officials. Mm -hmm. So if you've lived in your home for 10 years or longer, you might, Casey. Yeah. You might be eligible. I guess if I go to the Brownsburg Town Council meeting and get on bended knee at the podium and ask those five intellectual supergiants to create a zone by which my dad, who has lived in the same house for 37 years, might get some property tax relief. That's it. That's all they've done so far. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Yep, I can't with these people, Casey. And and it's going to be up to the different municipalities to determine where the zones are and if, in fact, they'll say yes or no. So if you live, okay, let's just do areas that we know are comparable, because let's take Brownsburg out of the equation. Let's say you live in Avon, Mm -hmm. and Avon says, okay, cool, we're going to do the right thing. And if you have been a a good steward of the community, and you have lived in the community for a long time, and you paid your property tax, and you kept your lawn up, yeah, you probably shouldn't be punished every single year. So we're going to grant you this relief. Then the person who lives down, literally down the road, five minutes down the road in Plainfield, and Plainfield says, nah, we're not doing that. Yep. So now in Bra- in Avon. Oh, well, not even that, Rob. <laughs> it looks like it established zones within yes. each area. So somebody in Avon could say, okay, well, if you're, if you're west of Rockville Road. Uh-huh. Yes. yes we're going right. to give you some help. If you're east of Rockville Road, nope, you're out. Sorry. Depending on where the zone is. This is your Republican supermajority. You're getting crushed. And as I found out once again yesterday, mm-hmm. it's it's not that they're incapable. I have ping-ponged around all over this on, case, uh, on this, Casey. I originally believed that they genuinely were not. When we started reading the assessments, I thought, okay, these people are just not aware, and we're going to be first out of the gate. We're going to tell everybody what the assessments are, and then these people are going to call, and our audience did call, mm-hmm. and then they'll say, oh my gosh, we were just we were asleep at the switch. Let's fix it. Well, it became very clear quickly that they weren't 
asleep at the switch. And then I thought, okay, we'll batter them with such pressure once the session starts that they'll they'll have to do something. And we did, and the people called. Mm -hmm. And then I thought, okay, once the (laughs) assessments show up, surely then they'll be just shamed. And no, Jim Lucas made it very clear. Easter, Casey. Mm -hmm. Easter. On Easter, the guy was was writing Dickens novels about, on my Facebook page, about why it's fine that he voted, and they've at least they've acknowledged it now, Casey. They finally, thank you, acknowledged that they gave themselves the million and a half dollars in raises. We finally acknowledge that money has been allocated. Well, their new thing now is with the raises. Well, that money's been allocated, but we don't know exactly how much our raises are gonna be, and we have to allocate that money into the budget Mm -hmm. so we had to make sure that that got taken care of but we don't know that yet because someone else decides that that's really out of our hands how much we get in raises who's deciding thank you casey they're the deciders they allocate the money they allocate the budget if they passed a law that said that we are banning raises for the house of representatives and the senate for the next five years well i guess there'd be nothing to consider now would there Mm. So that's their new deflection on that. Because remember in the beginning, Kendall doesn't know what he's talking about. He's just making it up. It's right here in the budget. <laughs> well, he's not giving you the whole story. It- Do you mean what that Rob Kendall's talking about on his radio program? <laughs> we had to do that. So that was his first thing, was, was, was writing paragraphs on Easter explaining why Jim Lucas voted to give himself and his colleagues up to a million and a half dollars in raises. Thank you. We've now established at least definitively that I was right on that too, just like the property taxes. And then their new thing on the property taxes, which again, Casey, who makes the law in this state? (laughs) They do. Is there a law tree that the laws grow out of yeah no is it is there a plant is there a garden in the back of the governor's mansion where laws just raise up out of the ground no who 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 makes the laws the the lawmakers the guys at 200 West oh Washington. okay so if you make the law then you would make the law by which the properties are taxed mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. i mean taxing is one of the things they do their new thing now is it's not our fault the assessor set your assessed value and your local governments set your tax rate. So don't ask us for any help. It's the local government's fault. As though the assessor came out of, there was an assessor fairy who put assessors under the pillows of all the homeowners in the state and they just magically just formed. Because the assessor woke up one day and said, boy, you know what, (laughs) today's the day. I'm going to raise everybody's property taxes by, I don't know, 20 to 40%, just depending on how I feel, the vibe I get from their house. All right. I want to take a break because when we come back, we got an incredible, I got an incredible message from one of our great listeners, Drake, Mm -hmm. on social media about this. And he's looking for a little help because he just opened his property taxes. And as we told him it was going to be, they're exactly what we told him it was going to be. A little higher than he was hoping for. And since clearly Jim Lucas has made very clear the Republicans are not interested in helping you. We know what's happening. We do not care. The radio guy. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Not the guy making 60 grand to work three months out of the year and get his Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays off. Jim Lucas, Jerry Tor, those guys aren't doing nothing to help you. The radio guy Mm -hmm. is going to tell you what Drake needs to do and everybody in central Indiana and everybody across the state because you know you can hear us from Ohio to Illinois Mm -hmm. and all points in between. Did you also know we're number one? Yeah, I heard that. But that's why why they love you so much because you're We're going to help you on what you need to do if you actually want to fix this problem. All right, it's Kendall and Casey. It's 9 WIBC. 1147, it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So there's about 11-ish days left in the session. Uh, Jeff Thompson. Uh, it'll be it'll probably two weeks. They probably got two weeks. So I think they got to be out by the end of April. Mm-hmm. But... With Fridays off, though. Well, that's, oh, yeah, 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 active days. And rest assured, Casey, they will not be here one second longer than they have to be. Right. uh, Working on your behalf. So Republican state lawmakers have said that the uh, issue of property taxes (laughs) have been one of their top concerns this year. (laughs) No, they did not. Who reported that? Yes, they did. Who's reporting that? Yes, they did. Nobody (laughs) said that. Yes, they did. W-A-N-E in Fort Wayne did. Oh. Someone, they well, reported someone, that. Someone up in Fort Wayne is getting lied to, and clearly there's no investigative reporting going on there. So uh, State Rep. Jeff Thompson, he said that we know that homeowner tax bills have gone up quite a bit. We believe they're going to go up again next year. He introduced House Bill 1499. Here's the thing, though. Okay, he says that uh, this House Bill 1499 will temporarily uh-huh. reduce Indiana's 1% cap. You did some reading on it, Casey, didn't you? <laughs> They're going to lower it to 0.95%. It's like from 1% to 0.95%. And it's for two years and it goes up. So, so yeah. So what Casey is, uh, (laughs) so what Casey, Casey's telling you is they are giving, it's going to be, it's, you'll probably get like a hundred dollars, maybe $200 one year of relief. Well, if they raised your property taxes, Casey, Mm -hmm. $500. Yeah. What good is $200? Yeah. Look, it's the same thing they did last year with the surplus. Remember when they're sitting on $1,500 of your money? And they give you a check for, what, $150? Or 200, 200 or whatever it was, and yeah. they go, look at what we did. Look what we've given you. And it's funny you mentioned Jeff. You're welcome. Well, it's funny you mentioned Jeff Thompson because he is... Um, He's the worst of everything. For those who don't know, Jeff Thompson is the head of Ways and Means. He has been in the Indiana General Assembly since the earth was young. He's a guy with absolutely no talent. He has the cre- uh, creativity of that sweater Kevin has on. And um, <laughs> he is only there because his daddy was a big time broker in the state house. And Jeff Thompson has proved that you don't have to accomplish anything. You don't have to stand for anything. You don't have to have any merit to be there. If you just shut up and say, yes, sir, no, sir, and mind your P's and Q's, you can rise to the level of being one of the four or five most powerful people in Indiana government. I know this because Jeff Thompson is my state rep out in Brownsburg, and every conversation I've ever had with him, I have to debate whether it would be more painful to talk to him or jump through that glass window between us and the newsroom. Last year, I had that conversation with him about giving me 200 of the 1500 I mowed back, and he spent 20 minutes, Casey. You were here by then. You remember 20 minutes telling me what a great deal I was getting that he was giving me 200 of the 1500 he was sitting on. Yeah. So... We got a uh, video posted the other day to us by Drake. Drake's one of our super listeners here at WIBC, and he got his property tax bill in the mail, mm-hmm. and it was exactly as we had told him it would be, and he's he's looking for a little help. 
So I just got home from a very long shift, 13 and a half hours, and guess what I see waiting for me on the counter when I get home? Property taxes. And it ain't pretty. Rob, you were right. You knew first. You preached it before it ever came. My ears are on. I'm listening. As a voter, what do I need to do from here? Who do I have to call? Who do I have to text? Who do I have to tweet? Who do I have to email? This is this is bad. I'm listening, Rob. Lead the way. So there we've tried, but we've tr- so we have tried the call and the text and the emails because we foolishly operated Casey from the perspective of, hey, if they just hear from enough people, mm-hmm. if enough people just get up in their grill peacefully, and tell them what they think of them, they'll respond. We are new in a, in a new super scary era of politics in this state. And one of the things, and we've talked about this before, that somebody told me who works in state government, who's very high up, who I will not name because it would be the end of them in state government, but is a big fan of this show, told me the politicians figured out during COVID when the people didn't fight back, we can do whatever we want to you and you will not do a damn thing about it. So the calling, the writing, the texting, the tweeting, it the doesn't tagging. do any good anymore. They Jim Lucas care. Jim Lucas admitted and he you know, he thank, thank goodness for Jim Lucas. Because Jim Lucas is the only one with so little self-control that he will always open his mouth and tell you what the rest of them are thinking. Keep him talking, you know, because eventually the truth will come out. We are lucky. A lot of these guys down at the state house from us uh, are, are are maniacal people. And I don't think Jim Lucas is a maniacal person. I just think he's a moron. And he has so little self-control that he will put his moron on full display. And what Jim has admitted is they are fully aware of what's happening. You don't, and they are fully aware you're pissed. They know. They know how upset you are. They don't care. People need to get that through their heads. Their words, not ours. Call your assessor. Well, I called the assessor. The assessor said, call you. Mm-hmm. And the assessor's right because you're the lawmaker. You're the one who writes all the damn laws. It's very much like when Peter Ducey asked Corinne Jean-Pierre a question or press conference, and she says, well, I, I don't know. You're going to have to go ask the, the DOB <laughs> and the OEB, and she just passes the buck on. That's what they're doing. The ass- Call your assessor. The ass- oh, hello, the- assessor. Call your politician. The assessor is doing his or her job as delegated to them by the state of Indiana, by the lawmakers. The entire system is flawed. So if we know that and we know the lawmakers don't care, you have to punish them. And this is going to come down to, and this is a hard choice for people to make, and I understand this. How much do you respect yourself? How much do you inv- do you value your own integrity? Because those men and women down the street from you are la- are from us are laughing at you. The people at 200 West Washington, they think it's a joke. Why? Because they keep getting paid and they keep getting reelected and getting raises. This will stop when Republicans start losing. Because right now, the Republicans take your vote for granted. They believe and they think it's funny that no matter what they do to you and your finances, you will keep pulling that lever. You will keep kneeling at the altar of Republican Party politics above all else. So if you are not willing to work both in the primary and in the general election to make Republicans lose, incumbent Republicans lose, 
then you're just going to keep paying. That is the only answer at this point. The time for talking is over. The time for telling them how you feel is over. All of that stuff, Casey, has come and gone. They know how you feel. They know you're in pain. They know you're suffering. They know you're hurting. They do not care. Mm. Ed Delaney, who we had on the show last week, said that Indiana's property tax system needs long-term change. He is no kidding. He's admitting <laughs> these proposals, these bills, they're not going to do the trick. Long-term change. The Republicans need and the Republicans deserve to start losing elections. Incumbents in the primary and incumbents in the fall. If you got to vote for a Democrat, you got to do it because it'll make the government better if they actually fear you. Thanks, Rob. Thank you, Kevin. Good job today, and thank you for listening. And we're going to count on you to be back here tomorrow. It is Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.